0: Ben Foster has an impressive CV. He's won trophies, played for England at a World Cup, and has recently tasted success in helping AFC Wrexham gain promotion back into the football league. But there's more to him than football and goalkeeping. Full of charisma and sometimes labelled the nicest man in football, he's fully embraced modern social media to bring the fans closer than ever to football. Ben
1: Foster 最近 FC ま、ベンフォスターまあ、まあ、I remember him. Yeah, Watford maybe Birmingham is my strongest memory. で、この番組でも喋っヒーローになったのかこのになったのがこの 40歳のベンフォスターでし
0: Vocabulary. Yeah, the first word I used in the introduction is charisma, a special magnetic charm or appeal. For example, Ben Foster is full of charisma, making him a natural in front of the camera. Mm,
1: okay. uh-huh. I, I saw it in the notes you put charisma. So I thought,
0: oh, maybe, maybe it's a word used. Uh-huh. It's a very, it's a nice word. Uh, it means, it's, it's a very positive meaning. Mm-hmm. You have charisma. He's got charisma, you know. He's got That's right. Uh, uh. Yeah, you have charisma. Uh, the second word is easygoing. Relaxed and not easily upset or worried. Uh, for example, Ben Foster has an easygoing personality. Easygoing. kina. Kirakuna. Yeah, it's another very positive one. Easygoing is, I think, a good thing. You, you don't get too stressed out by things. Uh, yeah, I think easygoing is a, a a good word. Number three is enthusiasm, a feeling of energetic interest in a particular subject or activity. For example, Ryan Reynolds' enthusiasm for Wrexham and the town have won over the club's fans. Um,
1: 熱中熱狂もしくは熱狂させるものですね。なので今回のオーナーのRyan Reynoldsはなんか引っ越すってニュース出てたね。ウェールズに。
0: Really? I didn't see that. (laughs) That, That's very enthusiastic. yeah. So that's how you'd say it. You're enthusiastic about something. I'm enthusiastic about football. Uh Uh, And I picked a fourth word this week, actually, because I thought when I saw the notes, charisma, I thought, oh, maybe that's a word that our listeners would know. So I I added a fourth word at the Uh end. Uh, Prolific, producing a great number or amount of something. For example, Erling Haaland is a prolific goal scorer.
1: Mm. Yeah, and
0: I'm going to use this word later on in the show, and Mm -hmm. I challenge you to try and find where I've used it. All right, so let's start with who is Ben Foster? Uh, As you said, I'm sure uh, fans of the Premier League, people who've been watching football for maybe five or ten years would know him. Uh, He's an English goalkeeper who's played for teams like Stoke, Birmingham, Watford, West Brom, and Manchester United.
1: ユナイテッドの時にエドウィンファンデルサルがいたので、そん時は第 that's right, yeah. Uh, he's
0: also, he's had great success actually, as you mentioned, Manchester United being a part of those teams. He, he won the League Cup in 2009 uh, against Tottenham in a penalty shootout. He saved a couple of penalties and Manchester United won the League Cup. In 2011, he won the League Cup with Birmingham against Arsenal. Uh, he won the LDV Vans Trophy or the Football League Trophy, which I'll mention a bit later as well when he played for Wrexham. And now he's been promoted. So he's been very successful in his career. Mm. Despite playing for some smaller clubs as well, you know, Birmingham, Watford, West Brom, Stoke, they're, they're not the biggest clubs. He's got two older brothers and he says that's partly why he became a goalkeeper because as the youngest, they would put him in goal and just shoot. At him. So he, <laughs> he basically learned to become a goalkeeper from his brothers. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the youngest, so I can definitely appreciate that. That's how my brothers were to me. Uh, and his story about becoming a pro footballer is interesting as well. It, totally random how it happened. He was playing a match and there was a scout nearby who was stuck in traffic. This scout saw floodlights and thought, oh, whilst I'm waiting in traffic, maybe I should just go and watch a, a football match. So he went to this ground, uh, saw Ben Foster in goal, and Ben Foster stood out the scout was just impressed immediately. So this scout decided to keep following Ben Foster. He he went to a few other games, and eventually this led to him transferring to Stoke.
1: そこのおそらくユースチーム 18歳までいたから、I wonder how many football stories are like this. ネガティブ
0: negative you
1: know
0: this is a positive that the scout just happened to find this game and happened to find Ben Foster。うん。there's probably negative stories of the opposite where maybe a player got stuck in traffic, so they couldn't play the match and the scout didn't see them. You know, there's Yakumaru da Yeah. <笑> there's just so much luck involved in making it as a professional footballer, as well as hard work, of
1: course. That's right. Yeah. You do hear
0: that. Uh, After joining Stoke, I think Stoke were in the championship or maybe the Premier League when he joined them. Uh, So he went out on loan to Wrexham. So the team we're talking about at the end of this story is also at the beginning of this story. Uh, He went to Wrexham uh, when I think, as you said, he was about 19. Mm. Uh, And in this team, another coincidence was Darren Ferguson, who is the son of Manchester United manager Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson went to watch Wrexham versus Southend in that, Football League Trophy final that I Mm. I mentioned in 2005. Ferguson just went to watch his son, not to scout or anything, Mm. but he he was impressed by Ben Foster in goal. And so the rumours started. Ben Foster heard that Manchester United might be interested in him. Darren Ferguson, his teammate, was telling him, hey, my dad quite likes you. He might want to sign you. And Mm. that put a lot of pressure on Ben Foster because he still had a few games to play. But he did well and eventually signed for Manchester United.
1: 持ってますね第てます<笑><だから笑> Oh, good keeper, there's he'll to
0: Yeah, another coincidence. Just amazing. Uh, so he also has eight England caps, as you mentioned earlier, and he played at the 2014 World Cup. He kept a clean sheet in England's last group game at that World Cup, mm-hmm. uh, and he's now at Wrexham, where he signed a short-term deal to replace their injured keeper again, as you mentioned earlier, and apart from being a good footballer and being a part of this amazing Wrexham story, he's also making a name for himself off the pitch with an extremely active and popular YouTube channel which is Ben Foster the Cycling GK, the Cycling Goalkeeper. Yeah, I've been watching this for a few months now. I uh... hmm. He's been doing it for a few years. I didn't realize at the time. I've only caught on recently. But yeah, it's an interesting podcast. Wattfordの時に始めてるんだよね. 現役時代に. That's right. Exactly. We'll get
1: into a little bit of that later on actually. Talk about... ben Foster, ben、ben Foster uh, just to
0: round off the story about his playing career, he retired as you said last year when his contract expired age 39. Uh, and he's often been called the nicest person in football uh, he's He's done some good things for kids with disabilities for other charity partners. I know he sponsors uh, some local teams now some local youth teams uh so he just seems like an all round nice person yeah it's
1: just it's just the way he
0: he has a natural ability to talk to people, I think. Mm-hmm. That charisma that we mentioned mm-hmm. in, in the vocab. He has charisma. He just is able to fit in any situation and just seem totally natural. And the way he, he dealt with this young child with a disability was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how he ended up at Wrexham the second time, most recently. Uh, as I mentioned, he started his career at Wrexham on loan, basically. Uh, And then this year on March 18th, Wrexham's number one goalkeeper, Rob Layton, Layton, picked up an injury. Uh, The usual backup was a guy called Mark Howard. Uh, And there was some speculation that signing Ben Foster and Ben Foster becoming the number one at Wrexham would upset Mark Howard. He's he's the number two goalkeeper. Shouldn't he play now? Why would you go and sign another goalkeeper? Uh, One of the funniest parts of this story is Mark Howard also has a podcast. It <laughs> <laughs> seems like everyone's got a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben Foster was a gu- guest on Mark Howard's show, actually, and they talked openly about the transfer. It was quite interesting. And uh, I thought Mark was really good with how he said, well, let's listen to it, actually. I'll play the, the, I'll play the clip. Yeah, let's
2: The gaffer phoned me Wednesday night. I'm walking into my daughter's school play, uh, and he's gone, uh, Chomp uh, got a chance to sign in Ben Foster. And I said straight away, just instinct went, do it if it gets us over the line nah, do it oh, mate that's nice right and uh he went uh i don't want to upset you and i was like gaffer if it gets us over the line and we get promoted don't care oh, like mate and obviously that getting to meet you and that and getting to know you now training with you and that it's like an absolute pleasure but at first everyone thought oh mark would be so pissed yeah, yeah, yeah. like proper pissed and then obviously after like you coming in i was like if it gets us through like through that door mate and we get promoted let's just mate, enjoy that, that so moment proper that is honestly that is that so is proper what, Goalkeeping is a bar yeah. isn't it? Like, obviously, you, you've been in teams before.
0: So it's, it might be a little bit hard to understand. They, they talk very quickly in that mm. minute clip. But basically, Mark was saying, if this is good for Wrexham, then I'm, I'm happy. I don't care about my personal situation. Of course, he'd love to play. But more important than that is Wrexham getting promoted. So it was a really mature and professional way of looking at this signing. And I think also he saw Ben Foster, this player with so much experience, Mm. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want him to come in and then you can learn from him and see how he prepares for matches and things like that. So really interesting
1: insight with Mark Howard. Mm-hmm. まあ、
0: yeah,
1: um. I think it's
0: a great part of this story that Mark Howard just happens to have his own podcast to tell his story as well because I think it is important that, you know, mm-hmm. we're not talking about the highest level of football here where these players are earning a lot of money they're, uh, mm-hmm. we're talking about the fifth division of football which mm-hmm. you know these players your career might be 10 years and you're spending a lot of that on the bench as a second goalkeeper mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's, it's amazing what Mark Howard said, I think. Just to
0: round off the story of Ben Foster joining Wrexham, Basically it happened via agents. His one of the guys he does the podcast with spoke with Wrexham and said, Oh, do you need a goalkeeper? Wrexham kind of said, yeah, maybe we do. And it just kind of happened. I think over the course of three days or so, it was really quick. And then suddenly Ben Foster is at Wrexham with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, And as you said before, saving that got that penalty against Notts County just a few weeks ago. What an impact. I mean, that, that is why they signed him for that kind of impact. And winning that match saving that penalty was a massive step to winning the league and getting promotion.
1: あの試合ね、yeah, <笑>あの、<笑> right. <笑> yeah, of course Rob Layton was quite uh,
0: heavily focused in that show they did a bit of an episode on him. So he, he was the goalkeeping star and now it's Ben Foster. But Ben Foster is more than a goalkeeping star. As we've mentioned, he's a YouTube star. And this is probably the part that I wanted to talk about most on this episode because mm. it, it's a really interesting thing that he's doing and has been doing for a few years now. So as we mentioned, he started a YouTube channel under the name The Cycling Goalkeeper, uh, which is a hint at one of his other passions, cycling. Mm-hmm. That. Passion for cycling actually started in 2020 during COVID lockdowns when he started to go out cycling just to try and keep fit. And at that point, he also discovered that these cycles also helped his mental health. He found himself more positive and, and staying positive through that incredibly tough COVID lockdown. Uh, so he basically fell in love with cycling. Yeah. I think there's probably an insurance problem here. ne. I imagine in your contract it says you're not allowed to cycle. I, yeah, I think there's probably a part of that. Skiとかよくだめって言われるよね. That's right. うん。Yes. うん。Cycling is not so obviously not as dangerous as some other sports, but I could imagine higher-profile players probably aren't allowed to cycle. So that might be why.
1: イキリスの yeah. <笑> You didn't? <笑> Too hard. Uh, so around this time he also started his YouTube
0: channel again. Living through COVID lockdowns, there just wasn't much to do at that time. And he also wanted to try and bring some positivity to the fans. They couldn't go to games at this point. So he thought, well, maybe I can take the games to them Mm -hmm. by filming them. He has 238 videos on this YouTube channel. So he is prolific. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) He uploads a lot of content. 238 238 videos on his YouTube channel. He does the podcast as well. He's been on other people's podcasts. He's just all over the place on social media
1: in a good way. He's everywhere. He is
0: prolific.
1: Yeah,
0: and if you think about it, COVID's partly why we started our podcast too, right? So, yeah, part of why. <laughs> <laughs> but we've continued. <laughs> uh, he has 1.4 million subscribers, as you mentioned, on his YouTube channel, which is a lot of Uh Now, with the EFL, of course, the English Football League has rules about who can take videos of matches and, more importantly, who can share that footage online. Mm. So they had to come to an agreement with Ben Foster. Ben Foster had been putting a GoPro in the back of his net, so a, a camera to record goals and other events during a match, and then upload it, which is technically illegal. It's against the football league's uh, license agreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had to come to a deal with them, uh, basically agreeing to donate any money he makes from this YouTube channel to a mental health charity called Mind. So <sighs> mm. you yeah. Which is a great result. The, the, the football league could have said, no, you're not allowed to do this. Oh, End of story. Oh, oh. And then it would have ended a lot. It would have ended not only an interesting YouTube channel and an interesting story, it would have also taken money away from this mental health charity. So they've come to a great agreement here, really clever and mm. uh, yeah, a good way to resolve, a very easy thing to resolve. Sometimes these things get difficult for, for stupid reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. ノッツ that's
0: right. Yeah. So he's he's basically replaced documentaries like Sunderland till I die. All those other things with his own. No one can go as close as he is. He is literally on the pitch playing in the match. You can't get
1: closer. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yes. The documentaries take months and months to edit and then produce and distribute. So yeah, this is like. Three days after a match, he's put in his content. He actually got even closer in the last match against Boreham Wood, the one that they confirmed promotion. Instead of having a GoPro, or he had a GoPro in the back of his net, he also had a camera on his chest. That's right. He was playing, (laughs) he was goalkeeping with a camera on his chest. So there's some amazing footage. I would highly recommend going and watching his video from the promotion match the other day. Oh I'm sure there's a, a number of things I'd be worried about it falling off you know as a referee, you're not allowed jewelry because it could uh, be a danger to other players if if a player went up for a header and headed this camera, I think it's quite small, but still it's it's very interesting. It's kind of yeah setting new trends and new rules potentially for football that players can have cameras
1: there. That's
0: exactly.
1: It's
0: the first time it's ever been done in a in a real match. I imagine he didn't get permission for this. There's no way. I think this is one that I would kind of think the, the, the rules say you're not allowed physical objects. So I, I wonder if he'll get in trouble for this one, but it, it made for amazing footage. It's an amazing video. Mhm. Uh, He got other criticism as well, actually, during his time at Watford, some very predictable criticism. Mm. Uh, Watford were in in a relegation battle at this point. So there was an article at the time uh, talking about how uh, his priorities might be compromised. So, for example, instead of focusing on playing football, training, making sure he's playing well in the match, he's making videos. He's putting a camera in his goal. Mm -hmm. what's, What's more important to you, winning matches or your social media? Mm. So he got some criticism and even from other players. uh, Apparently someone in the Watford team thought it was strange that he was allowed to put his camera wherever he wanted. You know, he had his camera in the dressing room after matches and things like that as well. I imagine that would make some players uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, And one player said, it makes me so angry. Focus your dedication and commitment to the club because in return you receive a huge salary and privileged life.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But I think Wrexham is different as well because it's not just Ben Foster who's videoing things. It's the owners of the team too. They've got cameras in the dressing room for the last two years. So I think he's definitely suits. And I forgot to mention this before. I think this is partly why Wrexham signed him. They've got two owners who are Hollywood. Superstars, they know what video can do, the power of video and Mm. promotion, and they saw a goalkeeper with 1.4 million subscribers on YouTube, and they said, we could get him and and make him play for our team and have him record, like, that's amazing promotion for the team, so I think.
1: Yeah, I saw they want to play golf with him,
0: Yeah, they're very, very savvy owners. Uh Yeah. I do like what he says about social media as well, though, because although he uses it a lot, he's still quite realistic about it. Uh, There's a good quote from him, which I'll read. I've seen them when we get in at full time, and the first thing they're doing is checking what some random bloke in his bedroom has said about him, and they'll take it in as well. It's a shame, really, because the only people that you should really listen to are the coaches, your loved ones, your parents, people that really matter. So this is basically saying players after the match go on their phone they look at Instagram they look at Twitter they're being criticized by fans mm. they're getting abusive messages and it affects them as a player mm. which I think is very true I think if I was a coach I would ban mobile phones from the dressing room I think mm, mm, mm. I don't think there's any positive to it apart from maybe contacting your family obviously but so ban social media cuz there's no positive to it
1: so ne yeah. 今 で、<笑> I agree, but I don't think we need every player
0: to be doing
1: this.
0: I think having Ben Foster, Peter Crouch, people Mm -hmm. like this, that's all we need. We don't need every single player giving us photos from the dressing room or tweeting about the training or whatever. I, mm-hmm. Just a little bit of content is good. I, I think, yeah, social media is just used too much mm. in general by everyone, not just footballers, and it's never real. That's the thing. It's not social media is typically just good photos, the, the, the photos of good times, mm-hmm. and you everyone knows not every day is a good day. So that's why I don't like it.
1: なんかなかなかね、やっぱり 26万 で、NASUさんに限って言うとね、スタジアムで時々見かけるんだけど、若者にめっちゃ囲まれてるよね、やっぱ。Yeah. Uh,
0: he also does a, a podcast, as we've mentioned, called the Fozcast, F-O-Z-C-A-S-T, Fozcast, which recently signed an exclusivity deal with Spotify. It used to be available on Apple and other platforms, now it's just Spotify. So... Um. He's doing very well out of this, for sure. It, uh, uh, amazing for him. Uh, that podcast is actually available to watch on YouTube as well, uh, and it includes a show called The Football Fill-In, which is it. it's basically Ben Foster and a guy called Tom Ochoa, I think it is, and typically one other person, and they just talk about football, usually about the matches that have happened recently. Uh, they were all wearing different shirts every week. They talk about the shirts and, and things like that. It's, it's an interesting show to watch. Um, but it also gives us insight into Ben Foster's life as a footballer. So again, I'll use that word, he is prolific. He is just uploading like every single day it
1: seems like something, some sort of content. Spotify so, uh.
0: so I did hear on one of the episodes as well, he he doesn't edit these himself. He has someone uh, edit uh, for uh. him. So yeah, I would love that. Uh. That's what I need, someone to help edit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's, as we've kind of been mentioning, it's, it's really interesting his place as a footballer on social media because whilst a lot of footballers use it, they usually employ a person or an agency to manage their social media. Mm. So it's not Lionel Messi uploading onto Instagram and Twitter. It's an agency. He's paying someone to manage that. Some players are also paid by specific platforms to post content on there. I think Ben Foster joins Peter Crouch as the king of football social media, though. Those two are just kind of leading the way. yeah.
1: やっぱりえ、まっていうのがおそらく i do not I'm do don't
0: yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. Please don't do that, Maya. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree um... though. I think I think even inside Japan, doing an interview series with Japanese players who can speak English doesn't have to be perfect English. Just I think that's a really interesting way to, you know, when when footballers talk, they often revert to cliches. They're media trained. I think if you did it in their second language, you'd probably get a bit more honesty. Because... that it's a lot harder
1: to do that in your second language. get him on the
0: show so we can ask him directly here. Please, yeah, we'd love to have you come and join us. Uh, So that's Ben Foster, really interesting. I think, yeah, go and check him out on YouTube. It's definitely difficult English at times. He speaks Mm, very, very casually in some ways. He's kind of like a teenager with some of the words he uses, I find. Mm, mm, mm. Like his reactions, he often says, "Ah, that's class and things like (laughs) that, which feels very kind of young person talk to me. But he is definitely a nice person. He's got charisma he's just interesting to listen to so highly recommended
1: All
0: we got a comment as well from Ayako-san Belatedly, thank you very much for organizing the fun event the other day I find other people's passion and love for football really amazing Since listening to this podcast it is now an essential part of my weekly routine I wish you can find a sustainable way to continue this program Thanks for doing time-consuming editing work, Tommy. As for pre-season tours, I have a bad memory. I bought a ticket for PSG versus Gamber at Suita Stadium last summer. As you said, I thought it was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to watch the real Mbappe Neymar Messi, but was forced to sell it at half price due to a COVID infection. This experience reminded me of the importance of being fit and healthy. Golden Week is coming soon. I hope you'll have a nice holidays. Bye for now. Amazing comments. Oh. Yeah, thank you very much. Few few things I want to pick up there. <laughs> Time-consuming editing work. Yes, oh. it is very tough. I spoke about it actually at the event the other day. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's quite difficult. So maybe we should find Ben Foster's editor and he can help me. <laughs> uh, that's really really a big shame to miss that match and have to sell a ticket for half price due to COVID. Yeah, oh. that's that's really tough. So I'm sorry to hear that, but. I understand, yeah, wanting to see Mbappe, Messi, Neymar. That's a pretty amazing chance to see them in Japan. So I, I do understand it, as I said last week. Uh, and she signed off with Bye for Now. Bye for Now, t- <laughs> t- <laughs> 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 that's funny, yeah. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much, Ayako san. That's a really nice comment. It was great to meet you as well. We really enjoyed having you at the event. So thank you very much for coming along.
1: Yeah. Thank
0: you very much to everyone. Yes. As Ayako says, Golden Week is coming soon, so we hope you have a nice little break next week. Uh, I'll be going to Cereso versus Gamba. Of course, we had uh, a couple of other guests at the event last week who are Gamba fans, and they're going to be at the match. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to run into them. All right, thank you very much, as always, for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Definitely check out our website. There's a few videos and links to all of these podcasts and YouTube channels that we've mentioned of Ben Foster's. Uh, Go and have a look. It's really interesting content. We'll
1: see you again next time. サッカー